Welcome back to the I'm Moving to Italy podcast. This is Nathan Heinrich, and I would like to welcome you back to Season 6, Episode 4. So, Vera has the week off because she's in the middle of a big move this weekend. She doesn't have her Wi-Fi set up, and so she is taking the week off to get settled in her new villa, and we hope that her and Luca are having a good move, and it's not too stressful. Even though moves are always stressful, we look forward to having Vera back here next week. But what that means is that we are fortunate enough to have a wonderful guest host today, Of course, you know him, you love him, and he's basically in every episode, even though he's not physically in every episode. We're always talking about him, and that is, of course, Alessandro. Hi. (laughs) Welcome, Alessandro. Thank you for inviting me, and I'm so excited today. Thank you for being our guest host today. It's so nice to actually record an episode with someone sitting beside me. Oh, absolutely. That's so exciting to be here and exactly to be with you and uh, just uh, not to be behind the scenes. I was thinking about it. You're the only person who has ever recorded an episode with me in the same room. Everybody else, it's always a Zoom recording or a virtual recording. You're the only person who has ever been sitting next to me when I recorded an episode. Wow. I think that I feel lucky. <laughs> well, I'm definitely lucky. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much. And, you know, it's actually the perfect episode for you to be here because... We are talking about Naples and about my region, Campania. And I'm very happy to share with all of you some good information. And we'll be wonderful. Exactly. This is the perfect time for you to be on the podcast. Thanks for being here today. We have a great guest, don't we? Oh, absolutely. She's extraordinary. And she lives in Campania, and you're going to love her just the way we do. And of course, we're talking about our dear friend, Simonetta. Now, before we get into that interview, of course, we're going to follow our regular format and have a conversation in Italian. We're both going to share something about our week, aren't we? Absolutely, yes. And And what are you going to be talking about in yours? Yeah, well, I'm going to talk about some guests that uh, came to visit me and my family last Friday. And uh, I'm going to describe a bit what happened. And that's so exciting. Oh, nice. Okay, so that's what we're going to be listening to. You've got family, guests that came from out of town. We're going to try to listen to see where did they come from and how are they related to you. Okay, sounds perfect. Okay, now I'm going to be discussing how we met our good friend Simonetta. I'm going to be sharing how we met her in our first experience. Where did we meet her? When was it? How many years ago? Just listen for things like that. All right, let's jump into our Italian conversation. Sounds good. Ciao Alessandro. Ciao Nathan. Come è andata questa settimana? Questa settimana è stata meravigliosa. Il fratello di mia nonna è venuto in visita con sua moglie dalla Sicilia. Fu bellissimo vedere mia nonna e suo fratello di nuovo insieme come se il tempo non fosse mai passato. Ho potuto vedere la commozione di riabbracciarsi dopo molti anni. Mia nonna e suo fratello hanno trascorso una bellissima giornata al castello di Conegliano e hanno avuto un pranzo meraviglioso. 
È stato un piacere rivederli e soprattutto vedere mia nonna e mia madre così felici. Zio Nino ha portato dolci siciliani buonissimi che si chiamavano pasta di mandorla. Mia nonna ha apprezzato che suo fratello e sua moglie sono venuti in visita anche se per un giorno solo. Ah, zio Nino! Pranzo al castello di Conegliano. Esatto, è stato bellissimo. Mm. Bellissimo, bellissimo. Va bene, va bene. E tu invece, Nathan, raccontaci un poco di quando hai incontrato Simonetta. Ah, ok, una bella domanda. Sei anni fa... Alessandro ed io eravamo nella zona di Amalfi con la mia sorella Hilary. Avemmo una vacanza meravigliosa esplorando l'area insieme prima che lei rientrò negli Stati Uniti. Noi volevamo esplorare di più quella parte del compagna, così Alessandro trovò un meraviglioso appartamento su Airbnb. Vero? Verissimo. Mm -hmm. Quando arrivamo nel piccolo villaggio di Finocchito, vicino ad Agropoli, incontriamo la proprietaria dell'Airbnb, Simonetta. Simonetta è una bellissima donna, calorosa, con pelle olevastra ed occhi scuri. I suoi occhi si illuminano e sorridono quando le parla. Lei ci invita a cena a casa sua quando la incontriamo e conosciamo la sua splendida figlia Lucrezia. Ci godemo una cena meravigliosa nel suo terrazzo di casa con vista chiesa, il campanile e vista mozzafiato del lago e bellezze naturali. Perfetto. Simonetta ci mostrò i suoi ulivi ed alberi di fichi e lei condivise con noi il suo amore e passione per la coltivazione e giardinaggio. Non realizzai allora che incontriamo una persona meravigliosa che poi è divenuta una delle più care amicizie in Italia. Wow, bellissimo. <laughs> Grazie. All right, Alessandro, would you like to share with us about this family visit that you talked about? Absolutely. Last Friday, uh, my grandmother brothers came to visit us from Sicily and uh, I brought them uh, to visit a little bit Conegliano and also They had a wonderful lunch together at the castle of Conigliano, where there is this fantastic restaurant. I could see my grandmother so happy to see her brother again. And my mother was so excited because every time that she goes in Sicily, they are super welcoming. So this uncle that we call Uncle Nino brought some beautiful, delicious Sicilian sweets from Sicily. They are called pasta of mandorla. And uh, I could see that my grandmother really appreciated to see them, uh, even only for a day. You shared some of those sweets that were called 
pasta di mandorle? Yes, I shared with you last night. Now, what does mandorle mean again? Almond. Uh, almonds. Okay, so why are they called pasta? Pasta because it's a pastry, no? Baked cookies that are made with almond. Pasta can also refer to pastry? Yes. And we say pasta to describe the um, kind of dough that are made with uh, almond. Oh, that's why they tasted so good. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Those were delicious. I don't even necessarily love all of the Italian pastries because I'm not used to the flavors, but those flavors from Sicily were delicious and they were so moist. Sometimes Italian desserts can be kind of on the dry side, but these were so moist, delicious. No, they are super delicious. In fact, one of the beautiful things about Sicily, they have the most amazing sweets of all. And they have the, these uh, sweets made with almond, then uh, the famous pistacchio. Uh, they make the most wonderful gelato in Sicily and uh, many others. There are so many that I could not count how many sweets exist there. So they brought these all the way from Sicily? Yes, because uh, it's tradition to bring always something from uh, Sicily or from the place that they are coming from. Oh, that was so nice. Uncle Nino. Esatto. And you? Would you like to tell us a little bit about your memory that you shared with us? Of course. Yeah. Well, what I said was when about six years ago, when my sister was visiting us here in Italy, we were on the Amalfi Coast, my sister Hilary, and we had a great visit with her and we had a wonderful time. And then she had to go back to the United States and we wanted to spend some more time in Campania because it was the summer and we wanted to kind of spend a bit more of our vacation down there. And so you got on Airbnb searching for an apartment because we were kind of searching in that area, we're looking at properties and just kind of seeing, you know, do we like this area? Is this an area we would like to live someday? And, and so we were just kind of casually uh, searching the area and you found this great apartment that was a brand new apartment on Airbnb and you reached out to the host and she had availability and that ended up being Simonetta. Absolutely, one of the best people in the world. Exactly. And so we showed up in this little tiny village that, of course, you'd never heard of. I know. <laughs> I'd never heard of it. Called Finocchito. What, is that? what does that mean, by the way? Finocchito is um, a little bit like the vegetable uh, fennel. Oh, fennel. And it means like a little fennel. Yes. Oh, Finocchito. Because anytime you hear ito at the end of a word, I know it means little. <laughs> okay, so a little, like a little fennel plant? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, but this side of Campania it's a uh, um, little bit wild and uh, a little bit very old, and uh, sometimes it's forgotten. The reason why it's so magical and unique. Yeah, and so in this interesting area in the Cilento National Park, we showed up in this little village, Finocchito, and we met Simonetta, who was just immediately so warm, and I don't think I've ever felt so welcomed anywhere and we met her and she showed us her beautiful garden and her apartment that we had rented and and then she invited us to come to her house to have a dinner with her absolutely it was so unusual i know that was very very rare and she has this amazing terrace outside of her house 
that looks out over the church and this valley with all these hills and then in the valley there's a lake and the church bells ring every hour and so we sat out there with her we cooked dinner with her she fed us some of the best food we drank wine and we just visited with her like we'd known her forever then we had also the opportunity to meet uh, her daughter that she was so amazing her name is lucrezia exactly and lucrezia was very little she was like maybe five years old i think when we met her yeah, yeah. she was just a tiny little girl kind of shy but also very full of energy and very bright and so the next day simonetta took us to show us the fig trees and the olive trees on the farm that she inherited from her father that was probably was originally her grandfather's anyway we just got to know her and we didn't realize at the time that we were meeting someone who was going to become such a good friend of ours that's kind of the long version of what i said but anyway that gives you an idea of what we talked about that was great oh absolutely i loved <laughs> having this conversation in both languages yeah we have these kind of conversations all the time switching back between italian and english don't we between english and italian that's lovely <laughs> all right well let's get into my interview with simonetta we were able to talk to her today from her house her beautiful stone house in finochito on this lovely sunday afternoon i could have talked to her forever we don't usually interview italians on this podcast which makes this kind of special because i think it's really important even though it's wonderful to hear about people who have moved to italy and their experiences because that's probably what you're going to experience but i think it's a really nice balance to have somebody on the show who is italian who talks like an italian and who has the accent of an italian just to prepare you for you speaking italian or English to somebody this will prepare you for speaking just even English to somebody who is trying to speak English to you so this will help you to train your ear for the accent now i personally wish i could speak italian as well as simonetta speaks english because she speaks beautiful english but i think she has a wonderful accent I love talking to her in both English and Italian because I think it's great and that's what you'll find as you move here. You'll just find yourself in conversations that sort of float in and out from English to Italian. But also I want to say a big thank you to Simonetta because I would be terrified if somebody asked me to come on to their podcast that was an Italian podcast. I would feel a lot of pressure to do that. <laughs> I don't know if I'll ever be ready to do that. But I just want to acknowledge the fact that it's a pretty intimidating thing to come and have a several hour conversation on a podcast in a language that's not your native language. I just think that's a very brave and courageous thing to do. So, bravissima to you, Simonetta. I think you did a fantastic job and we're excited to hear what you have to share with us. Absolutely and uh, I think that is going to be one of the best interviews because she has a lot to share with all of you and I can't wait. For sure. All right, well here is our interview with Simonetta Mondillo from Finochito in the region of Campania. Ciao Simonetta. Ciao Nathan. Come stai? Molto bene, molto bene, sono molto emozionata di essere qui adesso a parlare con te. Grazie mille, grazie mille. Grazie a te. 
Simonetta, you had a little emergency this week with your tooth and you almost couldn't make it for our interview. Tell me what happened. Oh, oh my God. I, I had a very bad experience with my, with my uh, one tooth because uh, I had a very big, uh, big pain. I, I don't usually have pain with my body, luckily, but uh, this time it was uh, terrible and uh, I had to call the dentist and say, oh, please, uh, I need to come. And uh, then I called. I didn't know him and I, um, I was uh, happy because uh, he's professional and uh, he made me comfortable with uh, my extraction about my tooth, one tooth. So now I have one tooth less in my mouth, but anyway, I will go back to my dentist for uh, a new tooth. So this is uh, the experience as after the uh, the 50s years. <laughs> the last time I've been to the dentist, I was uh, maybe 20. After some, some hygienic, of course, you go to the dentist to clean, but uh, not uh, other uh, caries or uh, some to do some lecure, uh, no? Lecure dentistiche, no? Only to clean. So, after 25 years, I think, <laughs> not bad. Because <laughs> luckily I didn't uh, uh, need to do, to go to the dentist. <laughs> in, in fact, he told me, oh, there will no, no problem to, to put a new, a new tooth because uh, your osso, your osso is so strong, so it will be easy. I say, oh, meno male, <laughs> likely. <laughs> Absolutely. So you're going to have an implant put in. Yes. But okay. um, he told me I have to wait uh, uh, four months before to put uh, a new, perché si deve, um, a month uh, should uh, be uh, strong again after uh, one tooth less. Okay. Wow. Well, he told you you had strong teeth and you must have very strong teeth if you don't have to go to the dentist for 20 years. That's, or 25 years, that's impressive. <laughs> right, that's right. <laughs> Thank you so much. I was actually expecting you to not be here today because of that problem. There's nothing worse. That's the worst kind of pain ever. So I'm so grateful that it worked out for you to be here today because I always love an excuse or an opportunity to talk to you, my dear friend, Simonetta. I'm always so, so grateful to spend time with you. Every time I spend time with you, I always have the same problem. My cheeks always hurt because I'm laughing and smiling so much that my cheeks hurt. <laughs> <laughs> but this is the same for me. I love talk talking to you. And now that we are see each other with a video call, it's wonderful because it seems that we are the, we are close to each other. So not so far, 1,000 kilometers to each other. Exactly. Now, Simonetta, obviously today we are talking about 
the region of Campania, which is where we are talking to you right now. We're going to talk about where you are in Campania and talk about all of what's going on, your life there and everything. But really, originally, where were you born and where did you grow up? I was born and grew up in Bologna. So in the north of, uh, of Italy, Bologna is a very beautiful city between Florence and Venice. So it's very very beautiful city that is uh, it's close to the to the sea because it's one hour you can reach the sea in one hour you reach uh, um, Lago di Garda and then in one hour we, you can go skiing with uh, the um, the Appennini or uh, in uh, three hours you go to the Dolomiti and so it's very beautiful uh, place and very beautiful uh, uh, region and then uh, because I am my parents um, they moved from the south uh, to the north Italy um, in the beginning of the 70s my 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 parents uh, they know each other in uh, in the south because uh, my gr my mother's grandfather was uh, a, a lumberjack so he moves from uh, a place to to another and then they decide when he go went to he retired he decided to stop in uh, in capaccio that is a little village close to uh, where my my father was born so they meet in, on the beach meet on the beach and then uh, my father uh, moved to had to move to Bologna for for um, to work and then uh, my mother also moved to so I, I was born in Bologna but every summer I come to to Finocchito where I am now that is a, is a little village up to the hill, uh, close to Agropoli and Pestum, and uh, we are um, 15 minutes from from the beach, and we are uh, surrounded by olive oils, a lot of uh, uh, natural hills, and it's very it's very beautiful place. Of course, life is so different about the the city. It's different uh, life. <laughs> uh, yes, I'm, it definitely is. Okay, so did I hear you say that your great that your grandfather was a lumberjack? The um, father of my mom was a lumberjack, and um, um, but my father of my my father was uh, died in the second war second war. Uh, so my my father didn't uh, didn't know his father my grandfather because he's died in the war when he was little he was uh, three four years so he didn't know and uh, but so my father was uh, they were three uh, uh, he was the the last sons and two daughters 
uh, and so he was uh, the little one of the family and very coccolato, the little boy to to coccolo, to coccolare. And uh, so he he wanted all the time, he wanted to, to come to Finocchito to help his sisters and uh, the mother uh, that uh, was uh, alone in the, in, in the village. So all the time in summertime or for Easter, few times for Christmas, we, we moved to, to the south to, to have holiday together. And uh, especially in the summertime, I, I stay in the, in the south two, two months, two or three months for all, because in Italy, the holidays are very, uh, very long from the beginning of uh, June to beginning of September. So it's very long period. And um, so my, my parents, uh, they, they, they bring me to, to Finocchito and uh, so I stay with my uncle and uh, I was uh, the they didn't have a uh, daughter and son and daughter so I was the the only the only one and now uh, they my uncle and they 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 died first my my uncle died for for leucemia leucemia in uh, negli anni 80 in the Mm-hmm. and then uh, I stay all the time I stay with them and their life was um, was very uh, simply life because they they have uh, the only mini market of the, the village so they sell bread and everything you need in the little village and um, they they had the chicken rabbit hens and um, goat so I I drink I drink every every day fresh milk uh, from goat that it was uh, delicious something that uh, <laughs> it seems yesterday like my me- I have this memory and uh, also they they produce every kind of vegetables so winter vegetable and summer vegetables so all the time when i when i arrive here my uncle say oh i've been to the garden to collect your uh, your red uh, the red tomatoes for you that i know that you like uh, eat uh, uh, tomatoes from proper like um, and also the um, they produce uh, olive oil because they collect uh, 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 olive oils and they produce red wine and white wine. So I, I have a wonderful memories about this kind of life in the, like, uh, you know, the, um, uh, the cartoon uh, Heidi, the, more or less, I, I was like Heidi. And so I, <laughs> I like me. There were um, other 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 friends, really um, immigrati like me. My my parents were immigrati to the north, and like me, other uh, other friends that they spent uh, the time together together and play and of 
outside and was uh, was beautiful yes so for me is uh, to live here is not uh, um, a, a place that uh, was uh, you know when you we say uh, you jump in the in the dark it was not absolutely dark because uh, i knew a lot of uh, people the place of course come to to for um, for summertime or live living is uh, completely different at the beginning was uh, so so hard it was uh, terrible at, at the beginning because um, the the way of living is completely different the mind is completely different but uh, um, you know i when you uh, when you know how to approach with the people and how to 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 do after it was some was simple and and now uh, at the beginning i didn't have that good friend that um, when i uh, when i needed something some uh, um, now when something is happen i can call my friend oh i i need this uh, can you help me now it's uh, easier more easier than at the beginning <laughs> okay i didn't realize that your parents were both from the south and mm -hmm. moved to the north before you were born i thought your mom was from the north and your father was from the south so i'm i'm learning some new things about you too yes and that's really interesting what is the word in italian for lumberjack boscaiolo boscaiolo okay so your grandfather was a boscaiolo boscaiolo okay but where was he a boscaiolo in the south in the south of italy right somewhere see yeah. so see in the south was because now is the He's not living anymore. He died. Right. Yeah. Of course. I guess I didn't realize that there was so much uh, forest, Bosco, in, in the yeah. south. Because we think we think about all the forests and the mountains are in the north. But even in the south, I guess, there are also the need for that. Yes. They, uh, it, there are these mountains, like uh, from from Finocchito, also in half an hour, uh, there are a lot of uh, places where you you need to to cut querce or uh, for the for riscaldare, you know, for the the stufe for winter time for, in, uh, um. to per riscaldare le le case because up to the hill. Um, also, we have uh, one uh, millimeter up um, sul livello del mare, you know, millimeter, 1,000. Uh, so, is in the winter time, uh, it's not uh, like uh, um, on the beach that the temperature is uh, more or less always warmer, warmer. Up yeah. in the mountain, it's, it's freezing during the... Um, in winter time there is also uh, the snow is snowing uh, snow of course is not like in the north uh, that uh, when it's snow 
um, for a lot of day they they have snow in the south is snow, but uh, if uh, there is the sunshine in uh, in a few hours uh, there is no more snow but uh, during the night uh, they need uh, um, uh, legna legna per il camino per la stufa so we would say in english we would call that firewood eh, put into the stove stufa yeah. and so what's the word for firewood what's the name for the wood that goes into the fire is camino camino si sì. uh, the, the legno per, per il legno per la per il camino la legna per il camino mio nonno tagliava la legna nei boschi per da per le persone che la compravano dei dei bai la legna for the, per il camino okay very interesting okay so your parents met on the beach in the south did they get married in the south and then they moved to the north yes yes because my father um already um uh, work in bologna so they mm. met in the south but he already worked in bologna so of course uh, if they wanted to to see again my mom uh, should move to to the north and yes <laughs> and then he she she find uh, a good job also in uh, in Bologna. She worked in a, in a biblioteca uh, as a bibliotecaria in a library. Okay. She, okay, so she was a librarian working in a library. Yes. So your parents now they get married. Your father's already in Bologna. Your mom moves to Bologna. They get married. And then you are born. Yes, I was born uh, a lot of years ago. <laughs> no siblings, only you. Only me. I am only child. Yes. When I was little, I desire. I it was in my mind to have a daughter and some other other people in the family but um when you are uh, when you grow up uh, you say oh uh, let's have a lot of good friends uh, that you choose your good friend and uh, you are not alone of course uh, when some when uh, you have trouble in family uh, to have uh, Daughter and sister, daughter, uh, no, sister and brothers is better. But um, uh, usually it happens that uh, brothers and sister they don't talk each other. So I don't know what what is better. So <laughs> that's life. I'm an only child and uh, I'm happy anyway. I'm I'm happy to to be only child. <laughs> Everything yeah. was for me. <laughs> exactly exactly you were the number one in your family yes <laughs> the number one and the last one <laughs> so
So how did you like growing up in the North? Did that, I mean, that's, that was, you lived in the North until you were how old? Um, I I think um, in the in the seventeenth was in the also in the eight, in the eighteenth um, there were all a lot of opportunity to live in the city uh, because you could do what uh, what you want and uh, also I I study everything was. Uh, uh, was uh, comfortable uh, uh, the study the uh, also the job because uh, I I I changed uh, a lot of uh, job uh, before to find my my dimension <laughs> that uh, that fit me uh, good and uh, and uh, I did a lot of uh, sports uh, uh, volleyball for eight years. And also, I played in Serie D, A, B, C, D. Yes. Mm -hmm. Then, yes, I, I really because for me, uh, I needed to do sports. Uh, I, it's impossible in, in, to imagine life without to do sports. <laughs> and uh, all, and then I, I took a. Um, a lifeguard uh, in the for the swimming pool the brevetto how do you so they say the brevetto of the lifeguard yeah italian federation of rescue oh wow okay so you were you you basically got certified to be a lifeguard yes a lifeguard but for only for the swimming pool not for uh, in the sea because it's different and then when i when i worked the my my job was to teach uh, aqua gym and hydrobike in the swimming pool so i also i i to earn a, lot, a few few money more but i really enjoyed so <laughs> in and in very nice swimming pool of uh, Bologna that uh, now uh, some good friends uh, of uh, that they still live in Bologna are uh, I meet during my my experience in the pool so and uh, then I I my last job before to move and was I um, the, I worked in a, in a study that we uh, we did the perizie per le assicurazioni, not for the insurance, for the damage for the insurance. So something happened, but not for the car, uh, for everything, for the building, uh, um, everything, but no car. So it was. I enjoyed a lot that uh, that job. I loved uh, that job because I I knew also a lot of people because we were is one of the biggest uh, study in the in Bologna it was so so big. So we were around in all Bologna and not only Bologna and also to the to Rimini to also to um, to the. Rimini is another 
provincia of Emilia Romagna. So um, I've uh, learned about a lot of uh, things about uh, uh, damage, how, how, how why it's broken uh, water, why it's come down water from is <laughs> war and I was the only woman because uh, usually are only men and I only but I enjoyed very very much. Um, there is an episode that uh, last uh, last year I need to to have an aperizia. I don't know in English how to say perizia because uh, I need people who estimate damage you know mm. i need a perizia yeah. to estimate damage and i call i called my my boss and i say oh i'm sorry i do you remember oh Simonette, how are you i need a pleasure i need a people uh, that estimate this damage do you can I estimate this time? Oh, don't worry. I will. I will come personally. And so I, I was. I was uh, so happy that uh, the boss come after years. I think uh, five years to um, to help me in this problem. So some very nice memories here from uh, from Bologna. <laughs> Wow. Okay. So your your job was to go and basically do an assessment on damage because and basically write a report for the insurance company. See a house, anything but cars, but basically house, property, whatever was covered under insurance. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. So you so you must have learned a lot. That would be a very interesting job because you're going to every place you go, there's a problem. <laughs> yeah. I didn't job. realize that this. Yeah, because but but you're such a happy person. You're such a positive and happy person. If I was having like a flood in my house or I just had a fire or something terrible just happened in my life. And usually it's men that come to look at these problems, but then all of a sudden this beautiful woman shows up with this beautiful black hair and this big smile and she's happy. I would feel better. So that you must have been someone that the, the customers must have been very happy when you came. Uh, yes, I mean, thank you, but I really enjoyed, I enjoyed because uh, um, all the time it was a uh, different uh, things so every day was different uh, different situation different uh, people uh, it was a uh, beautiful what an interesting job uh someone to assess the damage but what was it what was it called in italian your your job perito delle assicurazioni expertive for the insurance Okay. I yeah, asked uh, ask it to Google. <laughs> <laughs> Thank goodness for Google. <laughs> <laughs> so you're in Bologna. You have this job. Why did you decide to move back to this little village, which is so different from the region of Emilia Romagna? What made you decide to move? Because. Um, when I became a mom, 
that uh, after my my daughter was born i i wanted to have a, a, a life uh, not in the city but uh, in the in a natural place because uh, um because uh, i i i think my my heart is missing uh, to see the the nature to see the blue sky and to to be surrounded by by quiet by silence um, and uh, i wanted to to that my daughter grow up uh, more or less like i grew up in in the past and uh, and also my uncle is uh, was um, uh, needed to 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 our help so so um, i decide oh i want to to renovate the house i want to have uh, my place where i i can live uh, not i uh, like a second house that uh, you are um, yes comfortable but not comfortable like uh, your first house and and then also my my mio marito in english mio marito my, my husband my husband yes my husband wanted that uh, the same things or uh, even if my husband is from the north so at uh, in the time at that time uh, he wanted uh, we 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 had the same uh, view of uh, of life so i decided first to to help my my uncle and uh, to don't work anymore in bologna because i said oh i don't want that uh, my my daughter uh, if i can with the with the opportunity of course i i prefer to 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 life with with her in the beginning of uh, the life i don't want to to put her in the in this little school uh, and so and so i decided to to stop and to 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 renovate uh, the house and then to start a new project of the uh, the casa ancestrale uh, 18th 88 that uh, I, we decided to to renovate the house of my uh, grandfather of uh, the, uh, the the father of my father yeah so mm -hmm. so that's why i at the beginning i i came in the south 15 days in the month every month and uh, i said to to my to my boss of uh, that job i say oh can i can i can i work only 15 days and because i want to to be present um, during the renovation because i want to see what the the, the worker are uh, are doing and he say oh uh, of course you can't uh, do a lot of uh, 
uh, you can't see a lot of damage like before, but if you see damage and then you you do the peritia uh, um, faster, you can. So for one year, more or less, I worked in, um, in this way. But when, when um, Lucrezia was born, I stopped uh, uh, work. And then my life in the South was, um, was getting better uh, uh, here after here. And, but uh, all, the, all the time, everybody said to me, oh, but you are crazy from the north, from beautiful Bologna, that from the rich Bologna, that you have all the opportunity, you go to the south, that they are um, so, <laughs> so closed. And they say, oh, I know, but uh, you know when you you need to to change life because uh, um, I had a beautiful life in Bologna, but uh, I I thought uh, stop. I need to change. Of course, sometimes I go to Bologna because uh, just to see my 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 friend my mom is living here is, uh, is still living here and uh, sometimes i need also um to do for bureaucracy to go to bologna but uh, i love my my life in the south this my the house the 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 country the uh, and also the project uh, the, uh, that uh, I hope to um, to reach uh, 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 one year after one year. I have uh, now my daughter has eleven, and uh, I am alone with her. So so she, now she she started a new school because is the first scuola media. How do I don't know in English? But so he started when she come uh, she come home. I I have to cook. Uh, I have to. I'm like a taxi to bring her uh, to swimming pool, and she also play violins. Uh, violin. So I need to to bring her. Uh, and so I I do the the things that I love in their free time <laughs> that, that uh, is left in, in my in my day but uh, <laughs> and sometimes i i feel crazy because i say oh my god i want to do that i want to do that but uh, my mind <laughs> has as a, a need to to be quiet to to study in the silence to create so, so my daughter, mama, 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 mama. <laughs> You're a very good mother. And now you are a single mother. So you're raising Lucrezia alone. That's a huge job to raise a child alone. So yes. I, I, I can understand that you have to fit your projects and your work around taking care of her and by the way 
Yeah, it's middle school. It's very similar to what you have. Uh, Lucrezia is going to uh, middle school, we would say in English. And how do you say it in Italian again? Scuole medie. Because it was uh, uh, scuole elementare and now is primary school. Now, mm. scuole medie, um, they call in another name, but uh, I don't know how. <laughs> I call scuole media, prima media. <laughs> we understand. She's 11 years old. She has a lot of projects that she keeps her busy. She swims, she plays violin, and she's busy. Yes. Now, now we, uh, we are not um, start uh, to do the... Um, the extra scholastic uh, sports because uh, I wanted to to wait for the beginning of the the school. But I think uh, in October because uh, swimming is so important. It also do sports for the for everyone is so important for the body to relax the mind. If you have a problem to swim, is perfect. That's very true. So your father has passed away and you have inherited your father's farm and your grandfather's home that you renovated. And so you have, you have a, a large farm with olive trees and fig trees. Tell me about your, your beautiful farm and your property down in Finoquito. I love visiting your farm. <laughs> I remember that time of that uh, uh, 2017 that you were here in some in uh, mm -hmm. middle of yeah. middle of uh, August, uh, right? Yeah, it was uh, it was like six years ago. Mm -hmm. mm. And um, I I have a, a lot of uh, plants of uh, figs, and that is. Uh, very delicious uh, uh, white figs, so sweet that uh, um, now I, when I when I can collect because uh, it's in summertime. Uh, so when I really busy because it's uh, end of August where uh, uh, there are a lot of guests in uh, in the house, and I um, I try to to. Uh, Essicare al sole, you know, essicare al sole to, to dry, mm -hmm. to dry in the sun, and then to cut half and put inside almonds and alloro. And once I tried also to cover dark with dark chocolate. <laughs> like is uh, because it's very sweet fix is delicious and uh, i also have olive trees and uh, i collect i pick up olive um, olive um, since uh, 2018 so every year i i i do biologic olive oil and it's uh, it's something that uh, is extraordinary because uh, it's so beautiful it's so hard 
it's something that uh, if you don't try you can't understand how is uh, hard because uh, here we are the 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 land is not plain but is uh, so repeat because we are in the hill so it's uh, it's so hard um but uh, i it's something that he, he made you um, satisfied when you also go to the um, frantoio i don't i don't know the name because i i do personally everything so i collect i i put tele uh, under the tree i um, uh, I, I cut uh, uh, herb with a decespugliatore when, uh, when the trees uh, they need. And uh, um, I, I go personally to the frantoio. So I see the, the olive oil that, is, that we produce. And uh, it's so exciting. It's something that uh, it's really exciting. And uh, and I want to 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 my my project my future my future project is to organize very well the all the the job because uh, there are a lot of uh, things to do to to clean the land to cut the tree that they need to like your hair. The, your hair need to to cut also also the tree <laughs> and so um, and so I, I need to 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 made a, a, a project a, a very excellent organization and I've also done a, a course in quality for a career of extra oil extra virgin oil tester that is, um, is um, in accordance with the International Olive Council. I've done the first level and I have to do the second level to become professional, like a sommelier for the wine, the professional of the, 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 the olive. So it's, it's a very exciting world. And... Um, and also, I, I love all the spontaneous herbs that grow up around my place. So, uh, so often I, I go in the garden and I collect some, some herbs and I put in the pot with a little onion and, and that's our dinner at night. So it's something that... Uh, <laughs> It's a, an explosion of uh, sapori, you know, sapori. Also, the color so green. So, and uh, after with uh, a little bit of um, of pasta and uh, a little of uh, olive oil with and uh, um, uh, cheese, uh, goat cheese, because we love goat cheese. <laughs> Maybe because <laughs> my memories uh, when I was a child, my dreams, 
my dreams is also to have a, a goat, uh, to have a goat. But uh, you know, there is a, a lot of. Um, I need to reorganization the, the all. <laughs> You're telling me that you harvest, you clear all of the weeds with the weed machine. What's the word in, in Italian for that machine, for the weeds? Decespugliatore. That's such an interesting word in Italian. <laughs> uh, so you, and, and by the way, you mentioned that your olive trees, your olive grove is on hills. It's not on a flat valley because you live in the hills. So your trees are on beautiful rolling hills. It's not flat. It's not easy. So to you have to prune the trees, maintain them. You, you do it all by yourself. And then when you want to put the nets out to collect, to harvest the olives, you do that yourself. You put them in the crates. You take them to the location for the olive oils to be pressed. So you do this all yourself, which, by the way, I, I really want to do that with you. In fact, this year, I think maybe you said you're going to take a year off and you're not doing it this year because you need to focus on the trees, pruning the trees. But... Uh, I should come down and we should spend a week together and we'll prune trees together. I would love that. That would be really wow. great to, to take a week with you and we'll just go through the orchard and we'll prune all of the olives together. Wouldn't that be fun? Wow. <laughs> should be wonderful. <laughs> Absolutely yeah. wonderful. I would really love that. I love pruning olive trees, actually. I, I actually really enjoy it because it's kind of a special thing to prune olive trees. You have to know, you have to, they say that you need to prune the olive trees so that a bird can fly through the branches and not touch any of, right? Have you ever heard that before? Yes, because the um, the light should, should um, the light and the sun should uh, come uh, in the central of the the plant, and also the every every branch uh, should have a, a head, because the lympha should uh, run from the south to the north. Um, lympha that I don't know in English lympha um, can't stop uh, like with a cut uh, lympha um, must run from the south from the south to the north yeah yes. the branches the shoots and the branches need to go upright rather than uh, sort of on sideways you want the growth to grow upright mm -hmm. and be open so that a bird could fly through and its wings wouldn't touch any of the branches if it flew through the center. That would be a really amazing project to, to do with you. I would love to do that. Maybe we'll do that yes, in February. In a, I know that uh, the important uh, is uh, to cut, but uh, uh, after the, the weather should be warm, not more, not more freezing because uh, mm -hmm. it's like... Uh, could be a shock to to cut and then uh, then the weather was uh, was freezing for the plant should be a shock and where you are in Campania sort of southern Campania Cilento 
Finocchito Cilento. Finocchito Cilento. So we'll talk about that area in a minute. Uh, but you're saying that the end of February or March is the right time when, when your winter is really over there. Um, I think March is better because um, in the last in the last years, uh, weather is changing. Um, the um, spring is coming later than the years before. Uh, for, for example, today it seems uh, it seems summertime. So and it's uh, the second of uh, October. So uh, no, it is the first of. So it seems summertime. I think uh, March uh, is better. Mm. Okay. Okay. All right, March. We you have we have a plan for March. Yes, and also remember we talked about uh, bees. Lucrezia eat. Uh, tons of miele in a year. <laughs> <laughs> so I would love also to produce uh, miele. Honey. Honey, yes, honey, yeah. Honey, exactly, honey. yeah. So you would like to raise some bees, be a bee, become a beekeeper and produce your own honey. Now, what is the Italian word for a beekeeper? In what, what is that? Apicoltore. Well, I think that that's very exciting. And that when I grew up in California, every year in the 1st of February, they would deliver hundreds and hundreds of boxes, tante tante scatole, full of bees into almond orchards, uh, per la mandole. Ah, almond. Ah, okay. See. They, they would deliver the boxes of bees so that the bees would pollinate the trees. Ah, okay. Ah, for the impollinazione. Ah. Yeah, they would do that every year, and they still do that in California, even though they've, they've developed varieties that, that are basically self-fertile. They don't need as much uh, of the bees. They don't rely so much on the bees. But still, growing up, I, I always remember in February the bees being delivered in their boxes and then they would be placed in different places around the orchards. But I was always afraid of the bees. I was always afraid of those bees because, you know, you, you you think that the bees yeah. are going to attack, attack you because you're a little, little, you're yeah. a little child and you think that that's going to be dangerous. So I'm still a little bit nervous around bees. But no, no, <laughs> we need to buy a very the the dress, you know the how do, I yes. I don't know the name, <laughs> yeah. the the yeah. perfect dress to to be close to the bees. <laughs> yes, we need to we need to get the beekeepers outfits, the beekeepers yes. protective gear, and then I, I would be much more comfortable. But I'm gonna let you start with the bees, and I'm gonna let you teach me how to do that. <laughs> but uh, but uh, I don't know nothing about the bees. <laughs> well, that's okay. You'll learn. I think um, my sister-in-law in California. She's just started. Uh, she started to have bees, and so she's very excited about that. My ah. my youngest brother's wife, Alexa. She just started having her own bees and so she's very excited so i'm gonna have her teach me some things too when i go to california yes. but um yes, please 
tell me also about this this course that you took uh, about becoming basically a sommelier uh, or an expert olive oil taster. So you took part one of a, of a course. There's two parts of a course. You've already finished part one. I'm sure it's very complicated. Yes, um, I made this course before the pandemic, before the pandemic period. Um, and every every week we we meet each other uh, once a week because um, it's uh, quite uh, difficult for the um, the smell and also the taste. So every oil because there is um, a, a team uh, because every every oil to be uh, olive oil extra virgin uh, olive oil should be have a, a point a punteggio uh, from from these people uh, in a in a team that they they smell and they taste the holy and they say oh um from the scale from zero to ten they give a, a point uh, for the smell for the taste for the flavor uh, so all this point do a punteggio so when i have time i always go because it's uh, it's also beautiful you always all the time you you learn something different that maybe you um, uh, because the teacher say oh can you smell uh, can you can, can you feel the um, smell of uh, uh, rucola or uh, can you smell um flavor of uh, uh, cicoria that uh, i don't know in english cicoria or or green tomato so your uh, your nose should, should be um all the time comfortable with all the smell so this um the teacher uh, tell all the time that it's so important to be in the nature and uh, touch the the sleeve and touch the everything of green and the smell to to remember the the flavor and when, so when you when you try the the olive oil you connect your brain with that uh, that smell mm, i i think that's so interesting before our interview, I was talking to Alessandro, and we were we were discussing how we met you, and you know it was six years ago, and you're one of my very first friends in Italy because back then that was before we were even living in Italy, and you were one of the first Italians that I met, and I I loved you right away because we we had a lot in common because we loved farming and agriculture and gardening and everything and you have such a beautiful place and that first time when i met you and we went around to your farm and we saw the fig trees and you showed me how you dry the figs and and your beautiful olive trees and your garden and all your renovation projects and but we met you because we were staying in your beautiful airbnb and you have you have a couple of wonderful apartments and I want our listeners to know that if they're ever 
in the southern part of Campania. So just on the bay of Salerno, where you are, you can see the Amalfi Coast and, uh, and Capri, right? Yes, we, we are um, 40 minutes uh, down to Salerno. And um, so uh, it's close to Pestum, that is very important ar archaeologic uh, place. We are up to the hill, and yes, we see the uh, Capri Island, the Amalfi Coast, because uh, you know the the, the first uh, um, city of the Amalfi Coast is uh, Vietri sul mare because the, the, um, the Amalfi coast in the province of Salerno, and there is the Sorrentina coast of, in province of uh, Naples. So we are uh, in the part of the Amalfi coast. So when we want to, but I think that our position is so excellent because uh, we are in the middle of the national park of Cilento because uh, this place is National Park of Cilento, and uh, uh, you reach Salerno, that is a nice city, and uh, a lot of uh, little town in um, around. And the, the, the Finocchito is a very little uh, village, so quiet uh, that you feel uh, comfortable because um, it's a uh, um, it's quiet, it's clean, uh, and you reach uh, every place in a few in a few minutes. Of course, you need a car. You can't you can't go everywhere by uh, by walk, but uh, you can also uh, use do um, with the bike, uh, go around, and if you like a walk, you can go everywhere. But um, I think. Uh, um, for the holiday, you can do a lot of things, uh, nature, sports, uh, um, food, excellent food, arts, uh, sea, beaches, uh, all kind of beaches. So, and then you reach the Amalfi Coast in, in, in an hour, you are in the Amalfi Coast. Usually yeah. when we go, when we go, when I want to go to Amalfi Coast, I go by train from Agropoli. To, to Salerno by train and then I took the, the boat just in front of the station, just a, a 10 minutes walk in front of the station. I take a, a boat that is, is uh, like a taxi boat. I go to or Amalfi or, Sorre, uh, or Positano and also from Salerno you can reach Capri. I think in one, uh, one and a half hour more or less, but it's quite easy so in one day you can go in Amalfi coast and or Capri and see what what you want how would they get to your house from the the train station in Agropoli uh, it's a 15 minutes uh, 12 kilometers uh, so it's possible just in front of the station to rent a car and uh, because with the car you go everywhere here in, in the old Cilento, and in 15 minutes from Agropoli you reach Finocchito, and it's so easily because there is no confusion. the The streets are not like in the Amalfi Coast; there are strict 
so so uh, traffic uh, everywhere here it's more um, it's more uh, easily to go everywhere i think the the only problem is the the two weeks in the middle of august but for the rest of uh, the season the the weather is perfect and uh, there is no traffic uh, is uh, is something that you you feel comfortable to to be to be on holiday and to want to to restart with uh, your your mind uh, your um, your feel your body your your creativity and so you can rent a car at the train station or do you take a taxi or can you do both yeah, they can do both. Um, I can rent. Uh, I can arrange everything, or um, uh, also with the taxi. Um, it it's possible both uh, the the combination, the solution. Yes. Okay, that's very good to know that you can easily get make the trip to Agropoli. And there's uh, the city of Agropoli is very beautiful. You mentioned that there's some ancient ruins there. Pestum is a very important archaeological uh, place. In Agropoli, there is the old town that there is a, a castle, and it's very, very nice, very particular. So beautiful, the old town of Agropoli. And there also this uh, very nice harbor just down the old city. So uh, it's very particular. Yes, it's just the the sea is so beautiful just uh, uh just back to the to the harbor is so beautiful water is clean uh, so beautiful yes and also you can um, if uh, someone want to do um, some walking from uh, in agropoli there there are um, um there are a place uh, the name is called punta tresino that they they can walk um, like in, uh, in the forest just uh, uh, to watch the the sea and to be in the silence is so beautiful yes that area is i feel like it's kind of like a a secret that not not tourists don't know italians know about it some italians know about it but the tourists, most international tourists, do not know about this area, which makes it a very nice place to go if you're trying to avoid tourists. Now, how many rooms, how many apartments do you have for rent, Simonetta? I have uh, three uh, different apartments and one garden that is, um, I thought, this garden uh, with a big table where um, a place uh, that the, the people can uh, uh, stay together. Also, there is a very nice barbecue, so um, it's possible to cook, to eat, and to have a rest or just to to drink a glass of water, uh, of wine, not of water, of wine. <laughs> <laughs> no water. <laughs> no water is allowed. <laughs> so only and also to read and listen the the sound of the bird and just also we see from um, from the garden the the Alento Lake and um, and yes the the three apartment in the total i can have 
14, uh, 14 people, uh, 14, 15 people in the all three apartments because one is for uh, three, another for four, another for five. Okay, so if you have a big group, you have room to everybody can can cram in and but to be very, very comfortable if everybody wanted their own rooms, six people could very, very easily stay if you had just three couples. But also four, because one apartment is um, they uh, one apartment is the biggest one has a kitchen with, with living room together, and up to the um, to the stairs we have uh, two rooms and two um, two bathroom, each one in each room. So two couples also can be in the same apartment because the rooms every uh, every rooms has his uh, bathroom couple is easily okay so four couples are it would be perfect so if you if you're traveling with a group of eight of you then you could very easily rent simonetta's beautiful apartments and stay there alessandro and i have stayed there many times and we love staying there you have the most beautiful views, that beautiful garden. I've brought my computer there and I've worked there before in the garden. That was so wonderful. And you have the most wonderful restaurant. You just do a short walk to the restaurant and the restaurant yeah. is so, so delicious. The food is so good and the prices are so good and the food is so good. And you can eat there every night and stay in Simonetta's beautiful place. And it is the most wonderful getaway. And then during the day, you can take trips and drive along the coast or go to the beach or take a boat ride. Do you have anyone that you know that you can recommend that has a boat? They could uh, rent the boat and have someone drive them out. Do you know anyone locally that can do that? <laughs> Do you think to one people? <laughs> Talk to Simonetta. You can plan ahead of time. Ivano, who is a wonderful man, sometimes he is available to take you out onto a boat. And for, uh, you know, you have to rent that boat and you have to let him know ahead of time. But if he's not available, Simonetta also knows many other people with boats. And so she can help to coordinate something with you. But she's the most hospitable, warm host. And I'm going to put her email address and I'm going to put links to her Instagram. And you're going to be able to reach out to her directly to book. And we'll also put a link to her Airbnb listing so you can find it. And you can check out the prices and you can check out the availability. So if you are wanting to maybe look for property in this area, or if you're wanting to go to a wonderful area that sort of off the beaten path and, and most tourists don't know about this area, it's the most wonderful place to go. I guarantee you, you will absolutely have the most wonderful time in the National Park of Celento, in this southern part of Campania with the best Airbnb hostess you will ever meet, Simonetta. Oh, you make me shine. <laughs> <laughs>
No, it's it's true though. You'll be able to find Simonetta and you'll be able to visit her place. And I can't wait to hear all about your experiences because I'm sharing a real good secret about visiting the area around the Amalfi Coast and this wonderful sort of area that's that's sort of unknown. I'm sharing this this sort of inside secret that Alessandro and I have with you. Simonetta, I could talk to you for hours and hours and hours, but thank you for sharing this time with us today. And and in the future, I'm very excited to also let you know that in the future, when I have my farm and when I'm doing all these projects, Simonetta is going to be on the YouTube channel with me. And you're going to be able to meet her in person on the YouTube channel because we love gardening together. We love doing all these things together. And we'll we'll do a YouTube video about pruning the olive trees together, making olive oil, drying the figs, everything, right? <laughs> I can't wait. I really can't wait because uh, they spent uh, that... Uh, um, our time, it's, uh, it's really wonderful. So it's uh, something that um, when, you, when you do um, that you, something that you love with the people that uh, think the, the same, uh, in the same way, uh, laughing and uh, feeling good, it's something uh, excellent. <laughs> no more word. Exactly. It's uh, it's always a wonderful, wonderful time when I get to share it with you, Simonetta. Thank you so much for being here today and for sharing your beautiful culture with us and your beautiful accent. We love, we love your accent. Your accent when you speak English is so beautiful to our ears. We love it. So thank you so much. Oh, thank you, Nathan. Really, thank you. <laughs> Thank you, and a lot of uh, hugs to Alessandro, and see you soon. Okay, grazie mille. Ciao, ciao, Simonetta. Ciao, 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 ciao Nathan. Ciao, ciao, ciao. Uh, wasn't that a great conversation with Simonetta? It was so wonderful, and I loved every single thing that she shared with you. It was so funny, actually. <laughs> I know. That was great. All right, Alessandro, let's hear what you have to share with us about your region of Campania, where you were born and raised, and about your fantastic city of Napoli. Well, there is a lot to say, and I could stay here for hours. And I'm very, very excited and thrilled to talk about Naples, and especially about Campania, because it is a region that is so magical and I would like also to discuss about some misconceptions about Campania and especially Naples uh, that everybody doesn't know. Okay, yeah, there are certainly a lot of uh, opinions and misconceptions about the region. I've heard them over the years and I'm curious, well, first of all, I've already seen Naples sort of through your eyes. So I've had a lot of those misconceptions kind of changed. I don't see that city the way I used to see it or the way I used to imagine it because I've seen sort of your version. So let's let's hear what you have to say about. Yeah, well, Naples has changed over the years many times and uh, evolved to the point that uh, today is uh, a wonderful attraction. First of all, the name Naples comes from Neapolis. It means new city, città nuova. In the past, Naples was also defined one of the main 
Republic Marinare. Uh, Repubblica Marinare means Sea Republics and was, was a, it was one of the most powerful. Uh, there were uh, a lot of uh, ships coming and go and uh, they were trading and uh, this city has been always wealthy. And uh, Naples is one of uh, the major attractions in Campania. In fact, uh, from Naples, then uh, there are many extensions that we know today, but many people don't know that, for example, Capri and Sorrento are within the county of Naples, so it means are part of Naples, and uh, Amalfi is under, is within the county of Salerno. In fact, in Campania we have four major cities. One is Naples, another one is Salerno, they are both on the coast. Then we have other two towns called Avellino and Benevento. These are more like mountain cities mm-hmm. uh, and towns that we have in Campania. But Campania is quite big and uh, as a population we have 5 million people and only in Naples we have 3 million people. So you can imagine how many people they live in just one region. So it's one of the overpopulated regions in the south. As soon as you go and you decide to go to explore Naples, it's not something that, it's not a place that you can visit in just one day. Minimum you need a couple of weeks because there are so many attractions. There are only in that city four castles that are so beautiful, many royal palaces and uh, theaters and uh, beautiful, beautiful attraction that you can see in each side of uh, the city. In fact, every, every angle of that city has a piece of history. And I will mention with you today some of the favorites that I love to visit every time that I go to Naples since I was a little boy. Because, you know, when I was a little boy with the school, we were going for day trips every time to see all these beautiful monuments and attractions. But for me it was a little bit uh, redundant, like the same stuff seen over and over and over (laughs) over the years. (laughs) So you can imagine, but I love to share all of this with everybody that can visit the city with me. Today I would love to share some of the main sites that I love and uh, usually I recommend my friends uh, that are, they are going to Naples or in Campania to, to see it because it's once in a lifetime to be honest and there are so many castles and one of my favorite is Castel Nuovo called also Maschiangioino is one of the main castles that you can find in Plebiscito Square. Plebiscito Square is in the heart of downtown and uh, only in that square we have this beautiful castle that you can see from uh, far away. It was built in the 13th century from uh, the Angioini and uh, the same part we have the Royal Palace it, it is very interesting because in the same square you have the royal palace, the castle and the ancient theater called Teatro San Carlo that is very famous in all world, famous for ballet and opera. And uh, in fact the royal palace was created in the, on the 1600 by the king of Spain Philip III of Habsburg. And then we have also another beautiful castle that its name is uh, the Lovo Castle. The Lovo Castle, it, has a, it is a very interesting um, name 
because in reality it was created from this wealthy man, Lucio Licinio Lucullo, and he be has built this beautiful villa originally, no? and it was in the 1500s. Naples has so many legends, no? and in fact also Virgilius, he wrote the Eneide, that is one of the major operas that we can read in our world. And in fact, the Lovo Castle is one of uh, the main castles in Naples. And uh, the legend is that uh, Virgilio uh, had uh, an egg inside one of the secret rooms of the castle, and this egg has the power to keep uh, the whole castle together. But wait a minute, what kind of egg? It's a special, special egg of a dragon. Oh, a dragon egg. Exactly. Oh. So, in the, on, around the 1600, what happened that the castle uh, was uh, um, destroyed on one side. So, the queen at the time decided to find that egg and replace the egg. Somehow, the legend s says that they replaced the egg in this castle, and the reason why now is stronger than ever. And it is a beautiful castle that uh, you can see from the Gulf of Naples, and uh, it's uh, beautiful and unique. Yeah, it's literally sitting in the Mediterranean Sea, isn't it? Absolutely, yes. And in fact, uh, you can see this beautiful castle, and... Uh, from uh, that view, you can see also three major islands that we have that are, are within uh, the county of Naples and are Capri, Procida and Ischia. Procida and Ischia are not so much mentioned because are not so famous like Capri, but I recommend all of you to visit Ischia and Procida because Ischia has nine neighborhood and it is very beautiful in the summer and a beautiful spa that I recommend to go to during the period of October and September because are the major ones. So when you were growing up in Naples, you're across from these islands and you spent a lot of your summers out on one of those islands, didn't you? Yes, I have spent a lot of summers uh, in Ischia and uh, I can remember for example, in this beautiful island that there is a beautiful hill that is very famous. It's called uh, Epomeo Hill and it is very beautiful and all people that love hiking can go there because it's very steep, steep. and uh, I didn't like at the time when I was little, to be honest, because I don't like hiking. But um, if I recall, you still don't like hiking or hills. Yes, I like everything that is flat. So, and in fact, from one side of this island, you can see a beautiful, beautiful mushroom rock, and for real, has the shape of a mushroom. It's so big and giant, and every time people love to go there just to jump off, and uh, I love to see people uh, jumping off. Have from you ever it. jumped off of it? No, no, from that one, oh. but from others. Okay. Were, uh, so what is the name of that rock in Italian? We call uh, um, fungo, scoglio del fungo. Scoglio del fungo? Esatto. Okay, now you mentioned a minute ago that you think that it would take weeks for someone to really get to know a city. And I have to say, I think you're right. Uh, last week, Annette Joseph was on the podcast, and she mentioned that if you're going to go to Rome, don't just go to Rome for three days. Go and spend a couple weeks and get to know the whole town, like just become a regular in that town. And 
that's wonderful advice for somebody who has a year off or six months or maybe someone that's even moving to Italy and they're trying to explore where they want to live. But what if somebody only has a month to spend in Italy? What should they do if they're only going to be in that region? Let's just talk about Naples. What should they do if they're going to only be there for a few days? Well, if I was a uh a person going for the first time in Naples and I have a little bit of time, I would uh, not to spend more time in uh, different ways, um, trying to explore multiple things. Each day I would choose one destination, like one castle or one museum, and just to explore and to be there and to just uh, to try to be one with uh, the place that you are visiting. If you have a lot of time, I would choose one destination every day in downtown because there is a lot to see down there uh, from castles to museums we have many museums one of the museums that i love is the one of science and only going there you will spend one full day because it's a field of uh, quantum physics departments and uh, and naples has one of the major universities in fact every year they have uh, so many doctors that comes out from these universities and are one of the oldest universities in Italy that are specialized in law, psychology, medicine and architecture and many others. So it's also a city of education and how I was saying before you can find many beautiful different shades now from food people and monuments so I would try to see one thing at a time mm-hmm. slowly and then join each place individually if you were going to just spend a day like tell me your ideal day you've just gone back to Naples you're you're going to be in town for a couple of weeks how are you going to spend your first day back in Naples well it's easy my first day would be like waking up with a wonderful smile get ready and uh, around nine o'clock to go out and to find a bar because i love naples and when i go downtown exactly in plebiscito square there is a my favorite spot called gambrinus bar it's very famous and a little bit fancy if you see this bar and uh, i would get an espresso my first one of the day Uh, i have to say i love to take many espressos every day and after a little bit i would love to search for a bar sometimes i look for a bar that is going to inspire me you know by the look so i'm not like to go for a specific one but for the one that you feel like that uh, is telling you a story Mm. you know Uh, and sometimes i love the ones that you can sit outside and just enjoy a wonderful croissant that is a cornetto with cappuccino in a Half a day, no? Okay, hold on. Let's back up just a tiny bit. So you, <laughs> getting back to you, waking up with a smile. Now, why are you waking up with a smile? Because uh, what, uh, Naples is a place where I am extremely happy instead <laughs> of other parts of it. Exactly. Okay, perfect. So you're waking up with a smile, but where are you waking up in the city? Well, that would be my beautiful neighborhood where I am from uh, called Vomero and in Vomero there is a castle of San Telmo that is also a beautiful one with a beautiful stunning view of the whole city I recommend also for you to visit okay 
Amazing. So you're in Volmero. That's where you're from. That's where your family's from. Now, what's interesting about Volmero? What, what, the location of it? Can you explain that? And how do you get to it? Yeah. From downtown, you can take the funicolare that is a little uh, railway. Yeah, like a, a, a very steep, almost on a slant sort of tram car on tracks right exactly and are just four stops from downtown and you can get there and uh, it is considered the wealthy area where you know you can find a beautiful park that the name is floridiana and i recommend to visit that park because it's very very beautiful and uh, from the from vomero you can take this funicolare going to downtown and you are directly in Roma street via Roma and there you will find the Gambrinos bar so you're ordering a coffee what are you gonna have with your coffee with coffee nothing because I like to just taste my coffee and maybe a glass of water because in Naples the fun thing is that they always serve you a glass of water with uh, an espresso for free that's very important okay so they give you aqua frisante included with your cafe without even asking they just put it on the counter with you. yes okay your first cafe of the day is going to be an espresso okay but your first cafe of the day you're not going to have anything with it you're not going to eat no. anything with it okay no. So let's say you're walking around a little bit and you're ready for your next cafe and you see another bar that calls your name and you're like, oh, that looks perfect. I'm going to sit outside there, order a cafe normale and have a cigarette. But what are you going to eat? What would you order that's very specific to eat? You're like a pastry of some kind that's from Naples. It's very unique. Well, for me, I would ask for a cornetto that is a giant croissant that can be with cream or with chocolate or there is a specific one that is also called crema amarena that amarena would be like a cherry no? mm. and it's a unique flavor that only you can find in Naples. all right so now you've just had your second cafe of the day you're walking around and you're visiting what are we going to be doing shopping yeah would uh, before shopping i would love to explore a little bit of um, museums and i would love to go for museums and maybe or to see again one of the consoles there and i would spend uh, other two three hours enjoying the view and exploring each corner of this uh, beautiful uh, castle and uh, then I would love to choose to find a new place for lunch. Hmm. Okay, so let's say you call up a friend of yours, maybe your friend Marco or one of your old friends from the city and you're going to meet them for lunch around what, one o'clock, one thirty? Yeah, yeah. Not, or not before that? No, because okay. in Naples all the shops, for example, uh, they close from one thirty to 4.30. Okay, so around one thirty, you're going to go to lunch. And where are you going to go for lunch? So, if uh, I was with my friend Marco, depends on what I am inspired to have. So, sometimes I can uh, desire a pizza, and how all of you know, Naples is uh, uh, the one, create, number one creator of the pizza in the world. Now, you can find anywhere this soft, wonderful margarita pizza that doesn't need this extra 
condiments that you can add on top but it's very simple and very very thick and delicious so if i desire to have a pizza i would choose a pizzeria and uh, i would get a pizza so i would uh, sit on table and order my pizza okay so when you order a margarita pizza does that automatically come with buffalo mozzarella no because in reality you can ask with buffalo mozzarella but the mozzarella in naples is different in fact we have three different kind of mozzarella number one thing is that we don't consider mozzarella like a cheese but is a fresh product that is made in the day there are three different kinds one is mozzarella of buffalo that is made by the milk of buffalo Another one is called mozzarella, that is fresh in the day, and the Napolitanians, they love to eat mozzarella with some bread, and that's it. Or fior di latte, that is uh, also tasty, but it's like the product that they can use on everything, like with pasta, with on the pizza, or mm. whatever. So, in Naples, margherita pizza with a simple mozzarella is one of the best things in the world. Okay, now the name Margarita. Tell us about that name. Well, the name Margarita was given by the Queen Margarita of Naples, and one of the servants decided to create this wonderful, delicious food for the Queen to please her. And from that time, they discovered this specific dough and uh, the mozzarella and uh, the tomato sauce that took the name of the queen, Regina Margherita of Savoia. So the other day I heard something about Naples. I wanted to ask you about this. Is it true that Marie Antoinette, the queen of France, the famous, you know, let them eat cake queen of France, was her sister the queen of Naples? Absolutely. She was one of the queens of Naples. She married a prince at time and she became the queen of Naples and uh, Naples was shared with uh, one of the siblings of Marie Antoinette. Okay, so now you've just had a wonderful, what, two-hour lunch with Marco? Yes. Are you going to drink wine or anything with your lunch? No, my my habit is always to have a little bit of wine only in the evenings because I love to be active during the day, so I avoid to drink any kind of alcohol, but... Anybody that loves wine and etc. There are different kinds of wine that I prefer in Naples, like the Falangina, it is a white wine made with the grapes of the volcanic area from Campi Fregrei. There are two main volcanic areas. One is the Vesuvius, that is a volcano that is inactive, but is active. So it means they don't know when will uh, be active again and uh, there is the Campi Fregrei that uh, is uh, a volcanic area where because of uh, that particular condition is where they created this uh, <coughs> variety of grapes called Falangina and they make this wonderful wine that you can find in Naples. Another one is uh, another wine is a Greco of Tufo that is one of my favorite is always a white specific kind of grape and it's only made in Naples so I recommend all of you to taste this wine okay so speaking of how old it is 
I didn't realize this until recently, and I have never seen this part of the city, but this is something I want to see next time I go back there with you, is Naples is actually built on top of an ancient city. I don't even know how these cities are built on top of each other. I don't, that blows my mind. The, the idea of like a city built on top of another city. Like, I don't understand why you wouldn't just level the city and then start again, except for maybe the fact that it's built, everything is built so well from stone that all you have to do is just keep building stone upon stone and everything just gets built up and it's still st strong enough. But is that correct that there's another city under Naples? There is, because of a different catastrophes that happened in the past, like earthquakes and uh, other ones. Over the years, they discovered that there was another Naples underground that you can access from the neighborhood of San Gregorio Armeno. It's in downtown area. And uh, there are different times of the day that uh, there are guides that can uh, help uh, everyone to explore that site of Naples. But if you suffer of claustrophobia, I don't recommend to explore that site. In fact, I don't like so much to go down there because uh, there are narrow passageways. Street. Yes, uh -huh. that I don't like. Okay. All right, maybe I'll go down there on my own sometime. I'm sure that you will. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so while we're talking about different things that are from different neighborhoods, there's something really famous that is from Naples that is produced, handmade and produced in Naples that has to do with Christmas. And what are those? Well, these are, are uh, from, uh, we call presepe, and it's in, in other words, in the nativity. And over the years, always in San Gregorio Armeno, this neighborhood where you can access also to Napoli Soterranea, Napoli underground, so there are many, many artisans that they love to create these tiny statues that are from, uh, you know, uh, the nativity, like Virgin Mary, little Jesus, Joseph, and uh, uh, the little goats, and uh, they just reproduce the nativity. And over the years, many of them, they created also imitations of uh, politicians or other important characters. Because you can literally watch people making them, can't you? Yes. Some of them, yes, you can see. Let's say you finish your lunch. Now, what are you going to do after lunch? If you don't have anything else going on, what would you like to do after well, lunch? Well, that's important to take a good nap. So I would go back to my place and uh, I would take some rest and uh, just uh, be ready for the night because the night will start soon and will start around 9 o'clock. The night starts, I'm sorry, it starts around 9 o'clock? Yes, and it will end very late because Italians love to have dinners out okay. very late. Okay, okay. So wait a minute. Okay. So you go home, like, let's say at what, 3 o'clock for your nap? Mm -hmm. 4 o'clock at the latest? Uh, 3 o'clock is my favorite time. Okay, 3 o'clock you go home for your nap. How long is your nap? One hour. One hour? Yes. And then you're going to hang out at home, take a shower, just sort of do whatever, but what time do you go out for an aperitivo? Well, aperitivo it's more um, in Nordic tradition, habit, that now it's very popular even in Naples. So for people that would like to have an aperitivo, there are nice bars on the lungomare, on the seawalk, and uh, you can have a nice glass of wine with some uh, 
chips and something to eat. To be honest, I prefer to have another espresso around five o'clock and then uh, maybe to take a shower and uh, go out again for a little bit uh, of shopping. If you could go anywhere for a wonderful dinner, first of all, where would you like to go and what are you going to order? Well, I would like to find a nice little restaurant in downtown and uh, if I find the one that I really like, I would stop there and uh, I would get uh, everything about seafood because I love seafood. So I would get a wonderful opticus salad, number one. Okay, what's that called in Italian? Insalata di polipo. Then uh, I would uh, order spaghetti with vongole, that is spaghetti with clams, and you can find in two versions. One it is white sauce, another one is uh, with red sauce. With white sauce means that it's done uh, with uh, olive oil, garlic, and then you cook slowly the clams and a little bit of wine, white wine. The red sauce is with the tomato sauce they add on top of these clams. My favorite are the white, white sauce. Then, if I desire uh, and um, I want something more, I would get some anchovies and then uh, I would get uh, like orata or branzino and a little bit of salad. Buonissimo. And of course, you're drinking falanghina. Absolutely. You're drinking some falanghina wine. And then what are you going to have for dessert? Are you going to have dessert? Uh, no, usually. Usually what I love is to have another espresso and then to get a nice limoncello that we call digestivo and are these nice little shots that you can have and will help you to digest this uh, dinner. How long is your dinner going? Three hours. Three hours, and it's going to be over around midnight? Well, I think 11.30, almost. Okay. Okay. Sometimes it can be midnight. Now, what are you doing at midnight? Midnight. When uh, I'm done with dinner, then I would go for a walk in a, in a beautiful uh, seaside and see a little bit of view uh, in, in night time of the Gulf of Naples. It's one of my favorite ones. And then maybe I would stop to have another espressos <laughs> along the way, and then, or maybe another amaro. No, no gelato? No. Okay. I'm not a gelato person. So maybe another espresso and another amaro. Yes. Oh, man. The night is young. First of all, there's no end to the number of espressos or cafe that he will drink throughout the day. It's, it's mind-boggling. And when he really is in the mood to go out for a nice dinner, he invests his time. Like It is multi-layered. I guess this is a very Italian thing in general, but with Alessandro in particular, he has multiple courses, multiple types of drinks, wine, digestivi, uh, cafe, and it's just, it's amazing that you can combine all these different things throughout the dinner, but anyway, you do it beautifully. Thank you. That's amazing. <laughs> and I love going to dinner with you, especially in Naples, because you just order. I just trust you to order, and you just always order the most fabulous foods. And anyway, okay, well, thank you for sharing your ideal day in Naples with us. Oh, for me, it was my pleasure. That, that was so lovely. I feel yeah. like I just visited there in my mind. Thank you, Alessandrito. You're most welcome. Thank you for being here and sharing your love for your region of Campania and your beautiful home city of Naples with us. 
Before we get into our surrounding sounds for today, we've got some wonderful surrounding sounds from our friend Simonetta that we're going to be sharing with you. But before we share those with you, I want to quickly thank our sponsors. First, I want to thank ExpressVPN, which is one of the most important products that you will have while you are living in Italy, traveling in Italy or anywhere else. It protects you while you're traveling, while you're using public Wi-Fi. It allows you to use your streaming services. It allows you to make and receive phone calls. It is absolutely essential for anybody planning to move abroad. Go to imovingtoitaly.com and click on the links for three months for free when you sign up with the links on our website. Also, I want to thank Babbel Language for being our sponsor today. Babbel Language is one of the best language learning apps you can buy. It is absolutely superior to any other program out there. You can get at least 50% off Sometimes you can get over 60% off when they're running their special deals. So just check out the links at imovingtoitaly.com and you're going to save a bunch of money. If you can get the lifetime membership, it's honestly the best deal because you have access to every one of their languages for life. You never have to pay for it again. I love Babbel language. If you need a one-on-one -on -one language coach, don't forget you can reach out to Vera at Kike Language. Vera is our in-house Italian language expert. You can visit her at KikeLanguage.com. You can also find her links on my website as well. And if you're looking for help moving to Italy, if you need some help moving to Italy and you're stuck, you don't know where to start, or there's something really specific that you need help with that you are unsure of and you just really need some hand-holding, I have some limited time each week on the weekends, Saturdays and Sundays, that I have times available. So if you need some one-on-one -on -one coaching, whether you need it for an extended period of time or you just need one session, whatever, I'm available to help with that. You can visit imovingtoitaly.com and follow the links for coaching with Nathan. Okay, Alessandro, let's share these surrounding sounds from Simonetta, our, our last visit with her while we were cooking with her in her kitchen and having a wonderful meal with her at her beautiful home in Finocchito. Oh, I remember that. That's so wonderful. Absolutely. Okay. So here are some surrounding sounds from our friend Simonetta having dinner with her in Finocchito and a group of friends. So enjoy. We'll be back afterwards to say goodbye. Ah no, aspetta, ciao. Io te lo tengo e tu lo tu io te lo tengo, tu lo appoggi lì e lo tagli, vai. Va bene. No. Eh ma così stai anche il Sì, ma non andiamo bisogno di tutto quello. Sto cercando di imitare la mamma Ivano. Ah, ok. Che possiamo fare? 10 padelle di spaghetti e bombole. Grazie. Che poi di questo prendo sono le foglie. Grazie. Lo lasci grande quindi io lo. Sì. No, lo lascio perché prende proprio il sapore. Ah, vedi lo lascia grande la foglia. Ah. Te invece lo sminuzzi? Sì. No, Ma io lo metto proprio alla fine. No? Di metto... solito io quando frigo l'aglietto, perché ah, l'aglio lo ah. sminuzzo, yeah, e no. lo metto insieme a questo. Quello che tolgo sono questi... Ah, eh, I gambetti, allora. Sì, quelli, quelli no, Luca. Eh. 
Penso che basti. Allora lo mettiamo via. È tutto salizzato però, guardi dei pezzi. Allora lo mettiamo in un sacchettino con un... Lo congeliamo. Il sale se volete qua, eh? Grazie. Ah, perfetto, eh? Lo mettiamo qua dentro. Tom, questo è grasso e questo è fine che può. Ah, questo è perfetto. Io sempre il fino. Ecco, di solito non, non lo metto mai io il sale. Poco a poco ci vuole perché nonostante si possono essere... Questo io non lo chiamerei poco a poco. <ride> no, è perché è abituato con lui. Nel senso, a lui mangia salato? Oh, sì. Oh, sì. Lui gli piace il sale. Ah, sale, sale. Noi che siamo sapessi che... Cioè io la lo credo mangiare un sicuro. No, perché poi quando se tu fai la pasta per 8 10 persone, no? C'è anche l'acqua della pasta che da togliere un po', che sono gli spaghetti che diventano staccati. Guarda che bello! Eh? Questa è la merenda! If I remember correctly, you were doing a lot of cooking that night at Simonetta's house, weren't you? Oh, yeah, I remember. All the time. <laughs> well, you're such a good cook that everybody loves it when you get in the kitchen and cook with them whenever you're at their house. I know, I know. Fortunately, now the time has changed. <laughs> I don't have a desire anymore to cook. Sure, we'll see how long that lasts. We'll see. <laughs> well... Thank you so much for being here, Alessandro. I really appreciate you being here. I love hearing about your love for your region of Campania and your love, of course, for your beautiful city of Naples. Thank you very much for inviting me. It was such an honor to be here and uh, I intend that all of you will have a wonderful time if you decide to visit Naples and uh, let us know about it. Absolutely, yeah, we want to hear about your experience in Naples. You just heard how Alessandro would spend his day in Naples, you, maybe you can follow his lead and do what he's suggested. <laughs> well, wherever you are listening to the sound of our voices today, I hope you are healthy and well, and I look forward to being back here with you next week for another episode. So until then, take care, God bless. Ciao, ciao, ciao.